D-A-K-I-C-K-B-A-C-K. Another episode of The Kickback with Sabrina, Sharika, and E.B. Sit back, relax, and vibe. What's good, Kickback family? I am here with three of my favorite people. And I know right now you're probably sitting there listening like, what? Every week he says two of his favorite people. And today he says three. Now, I'm not going to give up who the third person is until you hear either them speak or unless somebody else introduces them. But you're here with your boy EB, Sabrina and Sharika, and you're listening to hopefully your favorite podcast by now. And if it's not your favorite podcast, um, be grateful that you have a podcast to listen to. Because there's some people who are deaf who can't listen to a podcast. Um, So at least you have a favorite podcast. And we have the co-host of the podcast is laughing. And I was trying to be serious for a moment. But hey, looks like that's not the that's not how we're um, starting this off. But um, I'm going to start off with my temp check. Whatever is a perfect temperature. I am currently sitting for myself, I would say about uh, 86 um, that is where I am at right now. And um, I don't really have a song for y'all right now um, or this episode. I might towards the end, but right now there's not one. Um, I would say, um, yeah, there's not. Oh, actually it is. Oh, let me see if I can find it. Dang, what's his name? I just heard a new Christian artist, rapper, Mike Teasy. Well, at least I think I'm pronouncing it right. Mike Teasy. The song is called Roll the Stone Away. And it's a lot of great stuff in here. But this is the part that really got me. And I actually posted it on my Facebook today. It says, where is it at? Where is it at? God's been good. Oh, it say, but God's been good. Scratch that. God's been great. Every time I hit a brick wall, God still made a way. Oh, yeah. He made a way. His saving grace. He died on a, on the cross. My debt was paid. He took the stain away without no detergent. There ain't a day that my father ain't working. So many times that I question my purpose. If I can be honest, I don't know my worth. Should I be living or under the dirt? I know that's a lie from the devil for certain. I know his slithering. I know his he's slithering just like a serpent. The stone rolled away. He removed all the curses. Um, Mike Teasy, the song is called Rolled the Stone Away. I don't know where he's from. I don't know who he is. Um, I heard it on the lovely Instagram. Somebody had it as a background audio. And yeah, that's what I got. Sharika, Sabrina, what's y'all temp like? I'm sleeping. Um, I don't know what temperature that is. <laughs> I'm just sleepy. I try to think of a song. I try to think of a temp. I do y'all know that David Bowie song changes? I don't know. I might have to. He's like change. Okay. Anyway, it's old. I have an old spirit and I have an old body, obviously, because I was at a lock-in yesterday with girls from my church, and I didn't get there because Doug got off work late. He dropped me off. What time did I get there? Maybe I got there at like eight-ish. Y'all, y'all know I get tired around nine. So already I'm ready to turn down, but the girls are ready to turn up. And our special guest today was giving out like the schedule and she's like, okay, at this time we're going to play manhunt. I'm like, manhunt, man down. Your girl is tired. <laughs> at this time, the girls were like, the night is young. The night is young, Sabrina. I said, and I am old. I am not, I couldn't believe how tired I was. And I was like, how did I used to do this? Because those were so fun when I was a kid. Like I loved every single lock-in. I could stay up till three. So anyway, the special guest then makes an announcement that um, we're have a, a bedtime tonight of 12. 
and the girls are screaming and I'm like 12. She wants me to stay up for another two hours. This was like 10 something that she made this announcement. But y'all, I made it at one point. I was just lying on my church's gym floor with my blanket because I was like, that's all the energy I could give. I can't believe like how age really does change you. And then we were up at 45 545 in the morning. Well, I was up at 529 because you know, and then it was my turn to be superior because the girls were dragging and I was like, you know, Cinderella, the birds are singing. I'm like, yay, it's time for a new day. We did a service project together, which was excellent. So I feel really, really good about that. But I know that the first thing I'm going to do when I hit my bed, I'm going to crash and burn. And I was telling this special guest, like when I was younger, adults would talk about like their feet being tired. And I'm like, how are your feet tired? They're literally made to walk. Like you can't stand Y'all, my feet are tired. My legs are tired. My soul is joyful and happy, but I'm just really sleepy. So that's how I'm feeling today. Sharika, how are you feeling? I am doing all right, which I'm going to already hit you with my song. It is called All Right, and it's by Kendrick Lamar. And that's going to lead into uh, what we're going to be talking about later on today. But I'm doing all right because I'm on the precipice of ending work almost to vacation it's like the vacation is is in sight but it's not quite there I just got I'm just almost there but I'm all right because I'm gonna hold on and we're gonna make it through and we're gonna be all right uh that's my song my temp is 75 the weather has been really nice today some might say cool I have thoroughly enjoyed it I did a little walk outside this morning so that was good I was happy about that And so we've been talking about a special guest. Now, this is the funny thing about our special guest. This special guest, um, we have mentioned on this podcast, I can't even tell you how many times we've talked about her. And literally, she didn't know she was going to be a special guest till two minutes before or maybe 30 seconds before we hit record. She just happened to be with Sabrina. And I said, oh, is our friend there? She said, yes. I said, oh, great, because I want her to talk about this. X, Y, and Z. And so that's how she found out she's going to be on the podcast. And um, I, we, I wanted to do this in a more formal way, have her here for a, a, such a time, for a specific reason and a circumstance. But look, look what the Lord just presented us with a beautiful gift to have our friend, Tanya. Tea time, tea time. Thank you. It's Tanya an honor to be me. on here. Like, I am a loyal fan of the podcast. Every episode, I'm there. And to get this opportunity, I'm just telling you, dreams are coming true today. <laughs> Tanya. So, Tanya, um, I know I was there and you were there, but I feel like we had two different experiences. <laughs> I don't know if it's because now that I work from home, I got to build my energy stores back up. But I, like, literally was like, how come I'm not sitting right now? I'm so tired. But Tanya, you're like the Energizer Bunny. So you got to tell us your temp because Tanya was awake longer than I was. She was up just as early as I was. She was coordinating the service project. So Tanya, you got to share your temp with us. Um, I mean, right now, my temp is probably like 65 degrees. Give me a sweater so I can bundle up and go to sleep. Um, But yeah, no, it was a good time. I just sometimes just channel into something where you just muscle through. So yeah. Sabrina said it. It was long nights. I what you went to bed maybe one? No, twelve. Girl, you said midnight. I was in bed by twelve fifteen. Uh-uh. Well, I was asleep by maybe two thirty in the morning, and then we were up by five forty five, and we mm. literally just finished. So it's been a long day, but my tenth, I'm ready to roll into that bed soon. 
do you have a song? Um, that describes, that describes how I'm feeling. Um, it's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. Because <laughs> I put myself in these situations <laughs> where I overextend. But you know what? I'm also here. For those who don't know, that's a Taylor Swift reference to her song. Um, but yes, that's how I'm feeling. Um, I'm ready to go to bed. My feet are aching, just like Sabrina's feet are aching. Uh, but uh, like Sabrina, my soul is joyful. It was a good day. Good two days, really. Good two days. Oh, Tanya, listen, y'all. Tanya is the best, has the best spirit. And she be loving the kids. And she really be caring about these young people and investing in their lives. And that's why Tanya was out all night and up early this morning, because she loves the kids. And she wants, you know, she's a part of their lives. And she wants to help them grow into the young women that God has created them to be. And so shout out to you, Tanya. Shout out to you, Sabrina, because oh. y'all are y'all are troopers. Y'all no, are teenagers. They are hilarious and hilarious. Y'all are troopers, and I remember those days fondly, but also I am old too, and I don't know how much I would have been able to make it, but I am so glad to have you all on the podcast. Um, Well, Tanya, you on the podcast, the rest of us, we'd be here, but the reason why I wanted to have Tanya chat a little bit with us is because of the reference Tanya gave. She gave a reference about Taylor Swift, a a reference from a Taylor Swift song. And last week, you know, uh, Sabrina shared a little bit about, you know, wanting to go see Taylor in concert. But this week, we knew it was hectic and we knew it was wild and crazy, but it was much more than we ever thought it was. So, Tanya, fill the people in on what really went down with the Ticketmaster and the selling of the tickets and all the shenanigans. Well, it was a lot. It was a lot. Um, I will say that when Taylor announced that she was touring a lot of us t-swift ride and die fans were excited um and the talk was so big that after she gave her first announcement she added extra tour dates to every stop so when that announcement hit that she was coming to tampa for one night the hype was so big she worked it out where within three days we were told just kidding we're gonna let you have an opportunity to see me two other nights so she's here three nights almost every stadium she's at she extended to do three nights so we knew the hype was going to be real. Fans were excited. Uh, and she worked with Ticketmaster. Well, it's this whole thing. Do you know Ticketmaster is almost like Monopoly? Artists who perform at these stadiums have no choice but to use Ticketmaster. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ticketmaster, they have their own contracts with these stadiums, too. Um, so there was a lot of behind-the-scenes things that went down. And if you saw some of the media, there's a lot of people going back and forth of all the things about it's Taylor who did this for Tickets Are Crazy and it's Ticketmaster. But all I'll just say, we knew the sale was coming and it was last week. And I was not confident I was going to get tickets. They were supposed to go on sale on Friday, but there was a pre-sale option on Tuesday for verified fans only. And that's a Ticketmaster thing where they verify fan. You can apply and do all these things to show that you are not a robot. You're not a scalper. Um, and you can ask to be part of it and get a um, special code sent to you to be selected to get access to the pre-sale. So not every verified fan got access. Well, lo and behold, none of us got it. And then it was late Monday night. I get was it a Marco Polo from Sabrina? And she's like, girls, it happened. I got a pre-sale code. And we were blown away because we did not think it was going to happen. Um, and then the pre-sale opened on Tuesday. And Sabrina, what happened Tuesday morning at 9.45 a.m. when the pre-sale starts at 10 a.m.? 
<laughs> I'm like, y'all, I can't do the pre-sale. I got to work. I have a one-on-one with my boss. So either we wait until that's over, which could be 30 minutes to 45 minutes. It ended up being almost like 45-ish minutes. Or one of you sign in. And remember, this is 15 minutes before. And these are two other professional women who are just as busy as me. So I don't even know when they're going to see my message. So I get this message and I am low-key freaking out because the hype is real. If we don't get on right at 10 a.m., we know we're not getting tickets. There's just no way. Um, we get on. I luckily am able to log into Sabrina's account on Ticketmaster because she's the only one who has the special code to get access to the pre-sale. Uh, I log in probably five minutes after 10 o'clock. And I think, honestly, that was the only way that Ticketmaster website did not crash on me because it had already crashed. So here's the deal. I got on at 10.05 and I waited all day to even get an opportunity to buy tickets and the internet went crazy because while Wait, I'm let me jump in, in here line, I came yes. upstairs at noon a little maybe 12 30 12 45 because I was going to have lunch with Tanya Tanya was like girl I've been on the phone trying to get she was two she, there were two thousand something people ahead of Tanya in line by this point and it's been 12 and she has been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting I was like girl I love the dedication but she was a fervent and she was she was fervent and she was waiting very patiently and we were in there was a little mini party every time the little bar would move and she would get a little further and further closer but I was telling Tanya I'm like Tanya these people you were, you're definitely going to get tickets. They would definitely, there's no way they would sell out the tickets before the general sale is over. Like, that's just ridiculous. They would only, I'm sure there's only a few number of people who get the pre-sale. So you are, you have nothing to worry about. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Boy, was I, boy, was I wrong. Tanya, go you ahead. You were. So luckily I had the patience and I had the time to stay on that line, but and the internet was going crazy because other people were having worse scenarios where they were getting into the um, website. They waited in line, have gotten through the virtual line and have picked tickets. And as they go to purchase them, it kicks them out because the server has been overloaded. Um, just jump to the happy part of mine and Sabrina's story. I waited till 4.15 p.m. and finally got in. There was chaos and panic because seats were dropping like flies and we didn't get the seat necessarily we wanted, but we got tickets and we were happy. And that's the, the joyful news for me, Sabrina and my sister. Um, but that was not happy news for a lot of people because here's what Ticketmaster messed up on. They assumed that Taylor Swift's concert would be at the same level as normal pre-sales. So they released a note um, that said, normally... Verified fan pre-sales, only 40% of verified fans show up for a pre-sale. So they oversent pre-sale codes. And here's what they also did. They assumed that every fan would buy one ticket. So if you look at the math of the number of pre-sale codes that were sent um, and were available and the number of tickets even open for the concerts, the math did not add up. Every person who had a pre-sale code can purchase up to six tickets. So if they had even done the math, assuming that everyone bought four tickets, the number of pre-sale codes they sent out would have been way more than even tickets that were um, up for grabs, period. So that was step one that they messed up on. But step two was you could access the virtual line without a code. But once you got to the front of the line is where you had to input your code. So people who didn't even have access to the pre-sale were jumping onto the server to get in line and crash the server. So that's uh, another part that completely messed up the sale of these tickets. 
People who didn't have codes got getting in, crashing the server. People who had codes had used them. The server crashed, they got kicked out, and they tried to sign back in. And Ticketmaster said their codes had already been used. So you have people who are getting on TikTok talking about the the like crazy bear fight that they went through to get tickets and some didn't even get tickets and they have been waiting in virtual line since 9 30 before the 10 o'clock started um and it's just wild i literally think we got tickets because i joined in the line five minutes after 10 because once 10 a.m hit is when all the servers started to crash from all the people trying to get in um but then it gets worse than that so the pre-sale's going on and people are um, who are getting into buy tickets are not necessarily verified fans because when the server crashed, uh, apparently Ticketmaster released a statement that bots attack their thing. And so you have some bots who purchase tickets as fake people. And those tickets are now being resold on StubHub for outrageous amounts. So to give you an example, um, at the Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, I literally saw tickets available um, in the 200 level. So you're still up on the sides. 200 level in the middle for about $185 before tax. And they were going quick. I couldn't even get those kind of tickets by the time I got in. But $185 for level two. You saw on the resale site, that same ticket, literally for the Raymond James 200 level, was being sold for $6,000. So these are people who got in through the verified fan who weren't verified fans and Ticketmaster screwed that up and are now scalping these tickets for outrageous prices. Um, and all that to say, Ticketmaster released another statement on Thursday that they had to cancel their general public sale of tickets on that was supposed to happen on Friday because the pre-sale sold out and it's been wild. And that's oh. why a couple of episodes ago when you were like, somebody was saying Taylor Swift is underrated. And I was like, who is saying that with all the Grammy awards? And look at this. No one's under. She's well, I'm sure there are people who are underrating her, but she is not underrated at all. Tanya, I learned some things. I didn't even know you went through some of that stuff. Girl. Girl. I was in a panic. And once I got in, I would click on the seats that were good. And by the time I could find the number that we wanted all together, they would disappear because someone else had already bought them. It was intense. Um, but we were lucky at Raven James. And I learned a lot when I got on TikTok and heard about other people's stories. So Ticketmaster, I said before that they have their own contracts with venues. So a lot of artists have no choice but to use Ticketmaster. But some venues have gone into contract with Ticketmaster to utilize dynamic pricing. And so that's been the another thing that fans are upset about. Certain venues, not all, do not allow artists to opt out of dynamic pricing. Dynamic pricing means that if sales for a concert opens up and the um, hype is really big and they start going fast, dynamic pricing will increase those tickets automatically um, because they know people are buying them. So tickets where in Tampa did not have dynamic pricing. Um, so a ticket might be $45 worth very, very, very top. You could get tickets for like $45, $50. Um, but in Atlanta, those same seats, because of dynamic pricing, were selling nosebleeds for 150 but if you got in right at 10 a.m those tickets were 50 dollars. but as it increased in popularity and in, in sales dynamic pricing increased those tickets automatically and, and taylor swift didn't have an option on that on certain um locations because of Ticketmaster's contract with those venues so because she's at those stadium venues dynamic pricing is not an opt-out so it was yeah. wild all of it. it it is and i and i've also heard that Ticketmaster's Ticketmaster also 
Now they, I don't know if this is confirmed, but they're saying that a lot of people are saying that Ticketmaster themselves, because they're a seller, but they're also a reseller. So yep. they're saying that they're buying up tickets or their bots are buying up some of the tickets mm -hmm. so that they can make more money. So y'all are already getting a cut of the yep. original sale. Well, so now you sell it for a hundred. Now you want to sell it for 6,000 mm -hmm. or 5,000 or however much. And now you're also making money again off of the same thing and front and you're the seller. So that's why it's like very shady business. Yeah. There's um someone in Tennessee, I think, uh, an attorney general who's taking this to court to sue Ticketmaster for violation of trust because essentially they are a monopoly and they're making money on both ends. Yeah. Low key, this also happened the same weekend. EB, I don't know if you was in this or not, but you know, my brother, he's a also a shoe aficionado. And, you know, sometimes my brother be having me go on to the little sneakers app and join the little uh, join the little um, drawing to win a pair of these Jordans that were coming out this weekend. And literally almost the same thing happened there because sneakers app is off of Nike and they almost pretty much as well have a monopoly on the on the release of these shoes and they will do the same thing they will um and these shoes were so popular it crashed the site i went in to go normally my information will populate all of my information was deleted i had to sign in again and sign up everything again and then ever and then i couldn't even people couldn't even push buttons when i was trying to like push to draw to get in the drawing it wouldn't even let you push buttons. Literally the same thing happened this Saturday with the sneakers app for these um, Jordans that came out that was happening with the Taylor Swift Ticketmaster. It was so many people trying to get these shoes and it was so crazy. The app was going berserk. It was crashing. It was the same thing. And it's, and they have the same monopoly on, you know, in this industry. And it's, it's like, it's, I guess just the, the American way, the way of the world, you know, it's, it's sad because, you know, regular people want to enjoy concerts. They want to get a nice pair of shoes. They want to do all these things. And then the people who are making these money, this money hand over fist, when you probably know the shoe probably only costs $20 to make, they're already selling it for 200. Now the resale is up to like 10,000 or whatever it is. It's ridiculous. It's really and ridiculous. The cost of, yeah. And the cost of the venues are so high too, that some of these artists are not even making that much. They make money on their merchandise sales. They don't necessarily make true. as much on the ticket pricing. It's just, to cover the cost of the venue. Yeah, I have heard that too. That that the and so and because like if like Taylor Swift, obviously she can't go to no coffee house because she has a lot of fans. She has to go to a place that can accommodate a large number of people, and then and that's where you get into them basically robbing. They're robbing the artists. They're robbing the the uh, patrons. It's it's just crazy. It is crazy. But thank you, Evie. Were you trying to get some sneakers this past weekend when that happened? I was not trying to get no sneakers just because, um, as it's already been mentioned, but similar to Ticketmaster and the sneakers app or Nike, um, it's just difficult to it's difficult to get what you really want when it's a um, when the supply, um, so to speak, is higher or less than the demand or the want for it. I won't even say it demand. Um, but it's a whole bunch of people want these shoes and there's not a mass 
amount of these shoes. I will say slightly different, like, cause Ticketmaster doesn't necessarily run Taylor Swift or run the artist mm-hmm. or run the venue, has contracts with them, but Nike owns the sneaker app and owns the shoes that are being yep. released. Um, so theirs is a slightly different, um, mm-hmm. with being, I guess you could say, uh, monopolized. Also, if I'm not mistaken, like what Taylor Swift, uh, for whoever says she was irrelevant, um, and I think we did talk about that on this podcast, like one, relevancy is, I, I believe, is subjective. That's one. Yeah. Um, but also, it's just ridiculous because you don't really have any other artist that this happens for, like where even right now, like you can't even, like at least I'll say, because somebody on the street might sell you some, um, and be careful for that. But like, you can't go to Ticketmaster right now and say, Oh, I want tickets. Like even people who wanted to resell theirs, like, Oh, I bought six, but it's only really four of us. What am I going to do with these other tickets? Typically you would go back to Ticketmaster or wherever and resell them. So, and there'll be a verified ticket because that person owns it on the app. Like that's what I do as a season ticket holder for the bucks where if it's games like me and my wife we couldn't make it to i want to say the la rams game because we were in puerto rico celebrating our um, anniversary where i just sold the tickets like tickets that cost it sorry whoever paid for them i wouldn't have paid for them but tickets that cost us 170 a piece um i ended up selling them for like 450 a piece mm. um and or my parking was only $20 because it's part of my season ticket but i sold our parking tickets for 85 dollars, which i could have sold it for more but i was like i just I can't do anything with it. And usually what I do is try to sell it by the Saturday or a day before the game. And if it didn't sell, I would have gave them for free. Like I did last season when we couldn't make a game. Um, just say, Hey, anybody wants to go to a Bucks game? I think like, um, we gave it to a family friend last time, but that's one of the things that's just tough about all of these type of situations. Um, and that's why it's important. Like one of the things that I heard from listening to Tanya share. Um, this week, at least sharing on this situation and Sabrina sharing last week is it pays to have good people. And like, we always, we even talked about that. Like, what are you grateful for? What are you thankful for? And I told you guys, I'm thankful or grateful for a community of people who you can do life with your friends and your family. Like, you know, say if Tanya was just like, I got my own life going on. I'm at work. I ain't got time for this. It would have been a good chance that they probably wouldn't have been able to attend this um yeah. upcoming concert that's all the way in April. Like you see how far in advance, like you have to even do this. For some people, you're getting ready to go to a concert that's gonna be totally empty, nobody's gonna be there, and you probably just bought your ticket this week. Um, and it's not a Taylor Swift concert or anything close to it. Now I wish you had fun and I hope you have fun and hope it's a great experience for you, but it just continues to show you the levels to these types of things and the people that you need around you. Um, when you're wanting to do life together and make great memories with the people that you love, sounds like it's going to be a great experience. I'm just so happy. I got them Beyonce and Jay-Z tickets for $50 a few years ago when we went. (laughs) I was very happy about that. Well, do we have a sign off for Tanya um, as she is here to be our Taylor Swift special guest insight getting the tickets? If not, then we'll say or rock to her. Tanya, do you have anything else? We'll definitely have you back on the podcast. This for is sure. not the last you will hear of Tanya. And just for y'all who might be wondering, Stigney, that name sounds familiar. Yes, we had Tanya's sister on here a few months ago, Tracy. So just for some context, Tanya, is there anything else you would like to share before we let you go? We thank you so much for your expertise and your diligence. Yes. Thank you for having me. And really what a joy that my first time on the podcast was talking about my girl, Taylor. So (laughs) I'm just happy to be here, happy for this opportunity. And I cannot wait for future opportunities because y'all, I'm a loyal fan of this podcast. I appreciate you. And I know one of the things we'll probably have you on for is to break down the Enneagram. Oh, I'm for some of our people. 
Oh, mm -hmm. definitely, definitely. Tanya is an expert on that as well. On many things, oh. actually. Many things. Many All right, things well, it was sure. nice having you, Tanya. Thank you. We love All you, right. Tanya. Thank you. Love <laughs> Sharika, what else is on the docket today? Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about um, today was Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. EB, did you so see it? Good. I did see it. I had the chance to watch it recently. It was, I thought, I'll, I'll, how did you feel about it, EB? How did you feel about it? Um, in what way? Like the fit as a whole? It, it, like just a, as a over, whole. overall analysis? As a whole, yes. Yeah, I would definitely say I give it around about an eight and a half. Um, <laughs> maybe a nine just mm -hmm. depending on the day i do plan on actually going to see it again um at the time of this recording this weekend to double up on it um i do i want to see it um, again too i just always think that there's just always certain things that um you just may miss the first time around mm -hmm. i want to see it again too um, i want to and for me but i don't just know if it'll be in the supporter theaters as best as possible of marvel but i plan on watching again you don't know if you'll yeah, what I I was saying I want to see it again. I said I I don't know if it'll be in the theaters or not, but I am open to that. Um, but definitely, is it me or do the movie theater? Some movies be so dark. I'd be like, what is happening? I cannot see. So there were parts I'm like, it feels dark, or or the and then there's spots. Is the spots on the cam? Is the spots on the lens or is the spots in the movie? What is happening? <laughs> Erika, it's a movie. It's eyes. supposed to be dark, and we had trash sheet seats. So I know, but shouldn't <laughs> you, you got I know it's supposed to be dark, but shouldn't you be able to see? Sharika, we were literally on the far left side, of, as far as you it can was get. Trash. <laughs> but I am interested. EB started, but then we got distracted. <laughs> the light in this light in the movie theater. EB, you were saying you gave it like an eight and a half. You'll see it again. If you had like a top three moments or things or top three themes or et cetera. So, um, our first glance, I would say my top three moments, um, definitely the tribute to Chadwick, um, mm. just the way they opened up the movie. That was definitely uh, an incredible moment and a time just to see how they chose to honor him in that way. Not only the character um, of Black Panther, but mm -hmm. also the individual um, of um, Chadwick. Bozeman, the person, so to speak. So that would definitely be one of my highlights. Um, another one would definitely be, um, uh, I guess, was well, I think her name was Riri, Riri Williams, uh, just a kid in mm. the movie. I think that was one hilarious on how they just tied that in to just bring somebody into the movie um, and to person who discovers um, or uh, I guess you could say a vibranium detector. I think that was really cool. And then I would say my third moment, um, and it's not necessarily like a highlight, but definitely a shocker where it got me, where I didn't expect it. But when um, Shuri, Shuri had drunk the herb and she saw Killmonger, mm. that like, I was like, that's different. I did not expect that. And then as mm -hmm. a bonus, um, just a post-credit scene of um, uh, Nakia and Toussaint and his mm. aunt. EB, we thought of you. I'm sitting on the on the beach. Now, granted, it's other highlights within the movie, but if I had to, to pick it, that would definitely be part of where I um, stick some stuff in. Of like, those were the moments that really stuck out to me a little more than others. When you said that, it reminded me. Sabrina thought of you, uh, EB. How did you feel about the tribute to Haiti? See, um, see how you just said that. How did I feel about the tribute to Haiti? So I felt well outside of their pronunciation of uh -huh. whatever the heck they were saying but they they wasn't saying haiti or they wasn't saying iet i don't know what, 
what they were saying. Um, but I was like, we could at least got somebody to help us with the pronunciation. Um, even the Creole was on point. Um, so that was really helpful, but, um, it was, it was, it was dope. So like, if you, if you've been around, I say Marvel, if you talk to people like, one, there, there's like a Haitian, like, I guess you could say comic book character. Now, granted, it's more stemmed through voodoo and all that extra stuff, but just watching, um, I guess you could say Wakanda, which is based out of on the movie or within the Marvel film, a continent of Africa, finding ways to where people get away to Haiti and connecting with the Haitian roots or Haitian roots connecting with their continent of Africa or their Wakanda family. It was definitely a special moment. And that was one of the reasons outside of waiting for it, because I would say usually I would just go to the movies, but that was one of the things that had a sense of urgency to go see it, to just see so many people highlight just the tribute to uh, the Haitian culture as far as location, as far as their language, the vehicle that was used to top top, just all of those little things and the way that the kids were playing in the schoolyard and for them to name it after one of the founding um, warriors and fighters um, of of Haiti, um, like to be the first black um, independent Republic who, you know, fought off our lovely slave masters, not really lovely, um, heinous and evil slave masters, um, back in 1804. So for them to even name the kid after him, it's just like all of that just is interesting, um, to me and to basically share that with the world, with the masses, uh, was definitely something that, you know, you just don't take for granted because they could have used any other country or they could have used any mm-hmm. other name or any other person. And it would have just been like, Oh, he had a kid. Um, but for her to, you know, kind of get, get away to go stay ducked off in Haiti was like, Oh, this is dope. I like how they did that. Greatly, did greatly you know appreciate it? it. Did you know it was coming? Like, did you know it, that, that it had any part in the movie at all? Yes. Um, and that's only because when you follow these things, you see people talk about it in advance. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know where it was coming. Like I, so when they had, when they, of course, when they were doing all the different locations of like the Yucatan or in this place or Virginia. So like, I was waiting for that. And then when I seen them going to where Nakia was at the school, I was like, Oh snap, um, Cap Haitian or what we would call Ocap or whatnot. Like that's the North, Northern part of Haiti or whatnot. So I was like, that is dope. Um, the post credit scene, I knew that it was coming, but I didn't know what it was going to be. Mm-hmm. So, um, for him to be, cause I was like, I don't hear where they named a person like where he got a baby and they named a two son and the movie is over. Like not even thinking about the post credit scene, knowing that it is one coming because that's like all Marvel movies. But I was just like, oh, okay, I see what they did there. And then it just leaves room for, I guess you can say a Black Panther three um, or a third um, installment to this lovely um, MCU. I was, I was not. I didn't see anything. I didn't want. I wanted to go early because I didn't want any spoilers. I didn't want to know anything that was coming. So I was surprised by everything and very surprised by um that tribute or just the acknowledgement or the representation of the the um just all of it i was very surprised and i i had no idea that any of it was coming um but i was like oh this is so cool um some of the things that i love okay there was moments where i was like what especially when they at the beginning like you said when they did the tribute to uh, Chadwick, I like, I, I was like, oh my God, I was, it was very emotional. I was like, I knew it was going to be some sad moments, but I was just like, oh, this is, this is really, really sad. But I love that it, in a weird way, I almost felt like it was a way for the people or people who appreciated Chadwick Boseman and all that he gave to the film. Like it felt like a way to say goodbye to him. It felt like it felt like a good way to say goodbye. Like, you know, as, as people know, 
he was private because nobody knew he was struggling with his illness and all of that. But um, and so I feel and so obviously there wasn't a lot of celebrities may have like public funerals or things like that. Obviously, his was very private because he was a very private person. So I felt like it was very nice to give people who really were inspired by him or appreciated his work or really uh, moved by the things that he has done. It was a beautiful way for, I think, the masses to say their goodbyes and feel like you had a part of closure. At least that's how I felt. And I didn't know I needed that. And I was like, oh, this feels, I was happy to have that moment. I was like, oh, it really felt nice to be a part of a sending off for him. And it was really beautiful. And Sherry's cape or coat or whatever that was, just the costuming of the whole movie is just beautiful. But what that funeral garb that she had with the little hood, that thing was gorgeous. I, um, I was surprised by the Killmonger moment. Michael B. did not disappoint. Beautiful as ever. Um, I was mad. When they killed the mama, I'm like, have we not gone through enough? Speaking of have we not gone through enough, have we not lost enough? That moment between um, the queen and, is it a Koye, the Dora Milaje? When they were having that exchange, that was some powerful stuff right there. Um, Because they, every, I feel like everyone felt like they've given, like everyone has lost, everyone is grieving, everyone has given up a lot so it was a very powerful and moving moment i love that um the the scientist i was very surprised pleasantly surprised but then i was nervous for her that the scientist was a black young woman i was expecting some white lady for some reason maybe an old white man but i was happy that it was a young black woman and i was sad because i was like i don't want them to kill her at first i was like oh yeah kill the scientist i don't care about the scientist but then i saw it was one of us i was like no don't kill the scientist um i felt like that uh sherry and the the water prince or whoever whatever his name talking whatever name or whatever it was he had a few names whatever his name is i would like i i wouldn't be mad if they were a little thing a little item i would love for that i would love for, for them, I was sad that um, that he felt betrayed by her because it wasn't even her fault. It was Nakia's fault, but I felt like I wanted them to be together and have a little uh, uniting, but for the good. I felt like she could have won him over for the good and not help him be so angry, but didn't work out that way. That's just some of my thoughts. Sabrina, you, what are your thoughts? What do you? What were some highlights for you? Do you guys remember when President Obama accepted the fact that he won the election 2008 i remember i was at east carolina definitely. university huh, what just yeah because what definitely you remember that right. i said definitely remember that right and so like i remember 9 11 i remember that and i remember just feeling like and i had never really i mean maybe because i had just was that the first time i voted in presidential election because i was an undergrad maybe that was my first one or whatever i just remember feeling mm-hmm. this sense like I didn't even know I cared that much. Oh, God, I don't want to start crying. I'm such a baby. I didn't even know I cared that much. And I remember there were hundreds, if not thousands of us at ECU running into the street and just feeling just a part of something and feeling like, like we are worthy, like we Mm. can accomplish Mm. feeling that. 
I also remember the white boy who looked at us. He was passing by. I was like, you just voted. He looked me dead in the eye. You just voted for him because he was black. And I was like, shown up. And you did it for the same reason. Mm. No, obviously, there is more to that. But the mm-hmm. fact that that's a conversation for a different day. I say that to say I get that same, almost something I can't put my finger on feeling when I'm watching it. Something outside of myself. And I'm like, yes. And it's not because my parents didn't say they loved me growing up. My mom always this is a mom who was like you're not getting a perm you know all my friends were out here uh dark and lovely just for me miracle all that stuff and she was like your nappy hair is fine your dark hair is fine you do need to do something about those knees but like you are black you were beautiful I got that message from my family I didn't really understand how much I wasn't getting that message from the world until the world started to reaffirm me and I see that when president even though I know he's biracial but when he became president when I see this movie with these beautiful and diverse and super talented like it's not b-rate like it's excellence when I see us in excellence I just feel like this sense of yes we are worthy like look we can do stuff too you know and it's not because we quote unquote talk white or grew up in a white neighborhood or it's not related to anything else but us we are human we have a place in this world and we matter black lives matter and we have a lot to offer to the world so I get that same sense from the first one I saw and this second one cinematography on point characters I love from ball headed to long weaves just beautiful I I loved every part of that mm-hmm. everything in me was just like that shirt EB gave me. Oh God, I'm such a baby. Um, you know, it's a beautiful day to be a black woman. Mm. I would have wore that shirt to the movie. Thank you, Evie. I love that shirt. But my friend Sharika put me on and she said, girl, our people have spoken. It's all white everything. And I didn't know what she was talking about. I just listened because, hey, we black. So she told me to do something. I'm, I'm riding. So I wore my old, all white and I got my husband. He really, I I have to kind of finesse the matching. So I was like, hey, I have to just do like a light suggestion. Like, hey, what if you wear your white pants? <laughs> you know? And then when he got there, he was like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. I'm halfway in there. And I was like, okay that's good enough but I love seeing the people show up in unity once again in the all white honestly I love how diverse the movie theater was right like Mm -hmm. yeah we're going to support our own but I saw people there of all ethnicities races so that was nice to kind of have an attitude about the all ages because we went to a late show and why are you bringing your seven eight year olds to this movie theater nine o'clock at week in the chair in a moment of silence week in the chair asking questions and you know I love kids nothing against kids but let something else my parents taught me a child got to be in a child's place and it's not the theater that late at night that's the adult time um but anyway I love that what you guys have already said echoing the way they book ended the movie with the beautiful tribute to the original Black Panther I mean I just can't imagine it having being done better and I love that moment of silence with Jesse's pictures somebody Mm. who didn't even know him is somebody who really I've never had like a huge connection to a single star maybe to a single star who represents an idea I have a connection to like Jesus Christ and the Lord and justice and something like that but not like to I don't know I can't even think of anybody but you know but Mm -hmm. like even for myself in that moment I was moved to tears Mm -hmm. during that silence you know there are just things that sometimes you can't even put words into so that was beautiful and now I'm going to go to the parts that aren't so like mushy mushy Sabrina I 
wanted her to kill the guy with the little wings on his feet. He's in the original comics. The girl, she's in the original comics too, and she is black in the original comics. So I like how they origin they um were loyal to that. I wanted her to kill him. I had an attitude because if you kill my mom, it's on sight. But the first person I talked to about the movie outside of the Gregory's was my mom because she and my dad went to see it. But you know, my mom went in full like African bar- garb, dashik, and all that, and she's like Sabrina. It was such a beautiful movie about forgiveness and the power of mercy and being gracious and how when you're not it can make you bitter i'm like how did you get that from the movie that is not what i got (laughs) just so my mom like she's such a beautiful example of like god's forgiveness like she's like listen if he if she would have done that it's like they said the war would have continued and what Mm -hmm. would that have made her to be and blah 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 blah. and i'm like yeah but also you're gonna get got like you're gonna at least lose one foot because not (laughs) only did you kill my mom after you killed my mom you stood there and you were talking trash and you almost drowned my whole city and you're not going to get away with it with those little wings on your feet <laughs> which I thought someone built for him but I guess he was born with them yeah. the other thing that I loved is at the beginning of the movie I thought for sure this is going to be the time when the colonizers would go to war against Wakanda but I love the complexity of the quote unquote villain because you know we have these, this amazing colony Wakanda, Wakanda and then you have this underwater colony and all really he wanted to do was stay underwater and protect his people so it was I love that it wasn't black and white for him of course we don't want this girl to die but he's like if one person has to die so that I can save this entire civilization that's gone on for hundreds of years then so be it so I love that I love just all the layers in there like in the beginning when all the people were like on the boat the way they introduced the conflict they really introduced two points of conflicts and good drama has good conflict so I'm like who are these villains I just thought for sure it was going to be you know the colonizers but it was the water people I loved how when they talked about the Spaniards and the Latinas like hey they have conflict too it's not just always black and white like he was like the Spanish were over here in Mexico and they were enslaving us I was like that's right they sure enough were and then that scene oh Angela Bassett by the way Mm. holy cow I don't know how long my Facebook picture is going to be her but it won't be long enough because my girl (laughs) I value a mate like gourd like everything every moment with her on screen my jaw was just like the acting that just everything so when she's in that scene with all the countries um leaders of the country mm. of the world and she's like yeah you know that it and i hate that we have to do this i'm saying we as a collective people when they are being so shysty against us we still have to have a gracious response she had to cut them but it couldn't be like a direct cut like mm-hmm. hey i know what you guys want and what you're trying to do and you're trying to be underhanded but even then she was gracious and merciful she could have just killed those white men and been like we don't know anything about it and killed them or killed them right there in front of everybody right but she was like here here are the people she didn't even say to that woman which I would have I would have been like France okay we see <laughs> you do you really want it like you're gonna F around and find out France but no she was just like we found the culprits and she just gave her a look but that scene was everything mm-hmm. top to bottom and of course of course I love the way they brought up Haiti. EB, I apologize. I didn't realize they were saying the name wrong. I was bragging to Doug. I was like, see, that's the way you really say it. <laughs> I didn't even know what I was talking about. But I loved it. 
it because too many times when I, you hear about Haiti, they're not highlighting the good. And there's so much good. The both times I went to Haiti, top experiences of my life, and I continually try to get back. And I still will try to get back. Fondene, shout out to Fondene. Beautiful. First time in my life, I saw mountains come off of the beach. I didn't even know that was a thing. Like Haiti is such a beautiful country. And I thought they highlighted that in a great way. And I didn't even know, E.B., the history with um the name and the and the and the end scene. I didn't even get that connection, but me I either. absolutely love it. And that was a really long way, forgive me, just to say no. I'll never forget I'll never forget where I was when I saw Black Panther one and two. These no. things matter. It really yes. matters to see yourself on screen and in pop culture in a positive light. So loved it. Ten out of ten for me. It was it was excellent. It was really good. The only thing I felt like I didn't like, you know, the conflict with the US. It felt like that was gonna be at some point, but it just felt like we just it all it almost got forgotten about. I'm like, what well, I forgot about oh, like what it didn't. It came up right at the end when that guy's ex wife was like, yeah. I don't know what you were doing the whole time. So they were right. introducing that conflict again to be like, Oh, this is gonna be a thing. Black Panther three is definitely gonna be a thing. I know, but so definitely I was will just be. like what uh, you say? One of the things that you'll oh now I'm saying one of the things that you'll probably end up seeing is um just this is me guesstimating. I haven't read up on what the potentials are, and I'm pretty sure they probably haven't started filming for it anyway. But I can see the agent being like rescued because of the Wakandans, so to speak. Like I can see them helping him out, like him find a way Ooh. to get that one phone call because like it worked both ways. Like, hey, we help y'all, like I help y'all figure out how to know who who can detect this and help y'all basically find out who the other people are outside of y'all doing y'all natural research and shout out to Nakia and doing all of what she does. Um, but I could definitely see all of that coming to a play because there's no way they're going to let that just die out. And that's one of the things about Marvel where you might not even see it directly in the next one. Mm-hmm. It might be a whole new storyline. Like it might be his son's storyline. It might be the tribes coming together. It might be them moving back into the city compared to where, you know, them moving to, you know, in the mountains. Um, but I would say to, to wrap, uh, not necessarily to wrap up, but one of the things that definitely stuck out to me as well is the way, um, and Tariqa, you kind of mentioned a little bit about that when you talked about just, you know, all of us said something like the tribute to Chadwick, but the, you, when you mentioned a little bit about the funeral garb, but the amount of times they highlighted grief in this mm. movie um, mm. was something very, very, I would say interesting and intriguing to me because one of the yeah. things that many people would know, especially us three, what we would know is that like grief is not something that is really talked about a lot when it comes to um, the black community. And mm. it's definitely not something that just, Hey, you, um, you know, you get through it, so to speak. Like that's what it na- naturally is for not everybody, but for a decent amount of people where you're not really talking to therapists, you're not seeking counseling, you're not having the tough conversations with your family in a constructive way to get through or get to them through a solution. It's more so of talking at them and not to them. And you have so many moments where they're coming together, whether it be the morning of the loss or speaking about what they can do or can't do for one another, or you got Mbaku coming to um, Black Panther or coming to Fury and just saying like, hey, you, you can't go that route. Like this is, it just becomes this cycle that eats up in the inside of you. And now he articulated way way better than what I just did in that moment. But that's exactly what he was basically trying to get through her of just like, we're not going to just sit here and just be fighting people to go crazy. Um, And that's the same thing with the queen or, you know, Mm -hmm. Queen Ramonda of just like that extra scene of having her come speak to her daughter 
and let her know like this it's not worth it like yes i you know i can understand you wanting to kill namor um in this moment and not giving him that chance um and you'll in a sense fulfill yourself of like you know he's gonna be breathing he's gonna be begging for his life um but it's just not worth it because this just doesn't really help us i guess you could say solve the issues so Mm -hmm. them highlighting moments where it's okay to mourn and it's okay to grieve and it's okay to have people alongside of you to process those thoughts with other people. I think it was just very, very helpful for um, people to see as a whole, as much as it was um, painful to watch some of the scenes and seeing mm. it's like, as if, I don't know, for me, I felt like I was in Wakanda when all of this was happening. Mm. Like when I'm like, this man really about to drown. Like, oh my goodness. Like she really died. Like the queen really died oh in front of them. No, like, this didn't. is how you like this can't be like she's gonna come back and then like you know doing everything they can to try to bring her back to life and it's like oh no she really died in this moment and she know. died saving this mm-hmm. kid mm-hmm. who in the grand scheme of things have no relation to and you saw the mm-hmm. moment even right prior to that if you paid attention closely like trying to send her away like go like get a, like go to the other room because i know mm-hmm. whatever's about to happen is not going to be good and i kind of see it and we we have that a lot especially within just the world whether it's your mom or your grandmother or great-grandmother or aunt but just that motherly figure who kind of tells you when it's not going to be good for you so kind of take care of yourself um when you get a chance and just and i think you had mentioned it as well but when the queen and okoye was like basically both pouring their heart out to one another mm-hmm. and she was just like right like i lost my husband because of this land i lost my son because of this land now i told you not to take my daughter and my now i lost my daughter because she out here trying to you know because you wanted her to kick it with you because it wasn't like she she didn't know what mission she was really going on mm-hmm. like outside of finding somebody to who detects vibranium finding the scientists but like you took her and you failed on keeping her safe mm-hmm. now you know come to find out and her having a conversation with the AI and find out that she chose to go um, with Neymar and, you know, Mm -hmm. that bravery within um, Shuri was, you know, it was just exceptional, but it was overall just a great movie. I wanted to say about the grief that just brought this to my mind. And I, this is not all on me. I've heard and saw this, but one of the things is not just that they talked about show and showed grief, but just the different experiences with grief, like a Koye, she was trying to control everything. Like that was her thing. She that's why she brought Sherry there. Because she's like, obviously she's not doing well here. Let me get her out of this situation. Let me bring her to she can focus on this. She can help me with that. It will take her mind off of this. The you know, and she's trying to control everything. She thinks she got it all. She's used to being a warrior. She's used to doing all the things and being strong. And so she's trying to control everything. And then just to realize like I can't I cannot control everything. Sometimes things will be without, without my control, out of my control. And then Shuri didn't want to accept it. Like she was just like, I'll work or I'll work or I'll overwork the grief. I won't think about it. I, I can't process it. I can't let it go. I'm just going to work. I'm going to outwork the grief. And people do that too. And then the mom, you know, she just with her wisdom, you know, maybe just I've having to deal with so much loss realized how to process it in a way that was healthy for her and so just to see the different stages or the different ways that people portrayed or like walk through their grief that mirrors like what people go through in life every day but um it it was a lot of beautiful messages in there I I I was with Sabrina's mom and I was happy that she did not kill him 
because I think as many people have said, it's like, it's never going to soothe the hole that's in your heart. It's never going to fix anything. It's just going to, you know, the violence is going to be got violence and be got violence and it's just going to make it worse. So I was, I, I thought it was a beautiful movie and I would love to see it again. I know there's probably things that I missed. We had trash seats and all the things, but it was a, it was a 10 for me, a nine for me, an eight for It was all the things for me. So if y'all have not seen it, y'all need to get out there and go watch it. And maybe like EB, go watch it again. Hey, can we revisit this killing thing? <laughs> yeah. So, cause I am not a firm believer in, okay, if I kill him, now we all have to keep fighting. Yes, it's true. The fighting shit in, but he killed my mom. He killed our queen, and y'all just y'all just wanted to be dead after that. Like I'm going Old Testament eye for an eye. Like no, all right. If I don't kill him because they call him the god, okay. The little woman who was whispering in his ear at the end, she seems mm -hmm. queen like to me. She mm -hmm. has to die. It's only fair. Like you came there, you killed her, and then you were like, take some time, and I'll be back. Like no, I'm gonna kill somebody who's got to die, and that's that. But see, okay, but then. It. But he, before she killed his mom, before he killed her mom, she, he, they killed one of the, his people. And that's the, that is the train of events. But they Sharika, killed one of his who, people. They, but the water people killed all those innocent white people at the beginning of the movie. But that was a protection thing. And they, it, there was oh, a protection true. thing. It, they were trying that's to protect. I would say, yeah, I would say, so I, you, it's like one of these, one of those situations, right? Where you could definitely understand all sides or both sides, mm -hmm. right? Where in their case, they're like, hold on, who's trying to detect this vibranium? What are they trying to do? Like, we haven't bothered nobody. We've been chilling. Now they know that vibranium is in the ocean. They just think, and I'm just speaking in generalizations here, the um, Americans or the white people just think that it's vibranium in the oceans, but they don't know that it's a whole world down here. So mm -hmm. if they find this, this vibranium, then they find us and then they're going to try to def defeat us. And that becomes an issue. And I think that is what naturally led to them just, you know, I guess you could say venturing out and trying to figure it out. Now, I will also say I would be nervous only because they can get into Wakanda and Wakanda can't necessarily get into them. Now, Nakia mm -hmm. could because Nakia was just different. But if you look back, like you see how they were on that ship before Neymar and um, Shuri came, Shuri, Shuri came back. Like they were done on that ship. Like they was about to be mm -hmm. done. Like them boys, I don't know how many of them fish people they got, but it looked like they have way too many. Um, cause they was like just backing up. And, and they like, got the oh, whales and animals. They got everything. Like they got a whole ocean. And then they, when they broke down the ship, it was like, oh, dang, the ship can't go nowhere no more. So I get it. Uh, but I'm kind of with you a little bit, Sabrina, where I'm like, she should just kill them and see what happened. Cause, cause no. you got ducked off. Um, you could because like even for me, I'm like, why don't y'all just build like a fort, indoor fort, and just let that become what kind of like y'all literally can build any and everything, but like just build an indoor stadium and that be like that can't penetrate in, and y'all just hang out there. They um, thought go they out were they thought they were insulated. They thought that nobody could get in, and obviously they were incorrect. So that's why they would not have made it. So okay, I understand them killing the Americans. Not that it was good, but it's like. They've seen people rape and kill, pillage and kill people when to come over and take over their land. And they were like, you ain't going to do that down here. So I understand that. Not that. And also they were anonymous. So it's like, you can't really fight a ghost you don't know. So I can, but then they killed his people. 
he kills them, then they're not going, if she killed him, them people was not going to stop. They were not going to stop. And it's, as we saw, there was way more of them than there were the people in the Wakanda. And they can get in, like Evie was saying, they can get into Wakanda and Wakanda cannot get to where they are. They can't hold their breath long enough. So it was just going to end in disaster for Wakanda was not, this is one time Wakanda was not going to win. It might have been deaths on both sides, but I don't think Wakandans would have been left standing. So it was just going to be a bad, bad situation. And her anger, her her anger could have annihilated all of her people because she was that angry and not thinking of four, five, six, seven moves down the line. Because you really think they was going to stop after if they if they would have killed her, their leader? Because the Wakandans wouldn't have stopped if somebody would have killed their leader. But it was, it was good. I just, I did, I just so did feel like it was left up. That little part where I thought the Americans were going to try to come and they just, it's just like it never happened. So I guess it's something to look forward to. Oh, I will say somebody, I saw on a podcast that they talked about that Marvel dropped their face. I think this is phase three or four. And they, four, I think they I think. dropped like the movie list for five and six or four, five and six, something like that. And I did not see a new Black Panther on the rise. But as we all know, a lot of the movies are all tied into one another. So there's parts of like when we met uh, when we met Chadwick and his father in the Wakandans, it wasn't even in Black Panther. So it might oh. be resolved or it might be a culmination of something else. Mm-hmm. But it was a good time and I definitely want to go see it again. Sabrina, do you have a quote for us? I do, and I have some encouragement for you, friend, because if you want to see it again in theaters, I will certainly go with you. Oh, okay. Yeah, we can definitely, we can make that happen. Okay, I'm back to the book from Doug, and it is titled Remember This, Thoughts for Everyday Inspiration. And our thought for today is, if you can find something to be grateful for in this moment, wherever you are, you have found a shortcut cork. My gosh. My retainer messed me up. Oh, I didn't tell the podcast. I got my braces off finally, or maybe I did and I forgot. But either way, don't have braces anymore. But now no, you can... haven't told them. Oh well, don't have braces anymore. But I do have a permanent retainer on the bottom, and I have a plastic one on the top that I have to wear all the time for the first like three months or so. So I still talk a little bit funny. I'm going to start my quote over again. <laughs> if you can find something to be grateful for in this moment, wherever you are, you have found a shortcut to happiness so consider that this week as we're coming into the best time of the year the holiday season find something to be grateful for everybody can find something to be grateful for and if you're able to do that throughout your life that's a shortcut to happiness eb what are you expounding on today a quick expound toussaint loventure and how he relates to black panther toussaint loventure was a general who lived in senator domingue today's haiti in the second half of the 1700s, he was one of the prominent leaders of the Haitian Revolution that took place from 1791 to 1804, determining the birth of Haiti as an independent country and cutting its correct connection with the French colonial empire. So Prince T'Challa was named as one of the named after one of the founding fathers of Haiti. The Haitian Revolution began as a rebellion of the black population against slavery and French domination, riding the wave of the French Revolution that in 1789 declared that all individuals were equal. Shout out to Black Panther and Marvel for what they do for the culture. 
Amen. And I think we all have the same recommends, and that would be to go see Black Panther. Unless I'm wrong, Shrika, EB, any other recommends? Go see Black Panther. And get get into the holiday spirit, y'all. It's Thanksgiving weekend. Let's turn up and let's get the jingle bells jingling and all the things. Depending on when you're listening to this, if you are listening on Friday or Saturday or Sunday or maybe even Monday, um, just make sure don't go crazy. Check your bank account before you just go to swiping, whether it be Black Friday, Black Saturday, Black Sunday, um, Cyber Monday, whatever you end up doing. Just don't go crazy. Please don't go crazy. It's not worth it. That person that you was beefing with all year or the person that you don't even like, don't get them a gift. Save your coins. Trust me, they will appreciate it because they probably going to get your gift and give it to somebody else anyways. But as always, if life tries to knock you down, make sure you kick back. Until next time. 